Hey y'all, hey. Happy Monday and welcome to Such a Lady Podcast. I am your host, Siobhan. If you are new tuning in or stopping by, welcome to your new toxic home. You are definitely welcome here. To my sows, I miss y'all's faces. I did, I really did. And I'm excited to start this Monday with my favorite people. I absolutely am. I hope y'all's Monday started off right or whatever day it is you listening to this. But if it didn't, it's okay. Don't let a bad moment turn into a bad day. We can turn it all around. Yesterday was for real though. Like yesterday, I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. I don't know what it was. I was fine. And then all of a sudden I was just, my mood shifted. And I was like, "Mm, okay, Siobhan, let's think about this. Like what caused your mood to shift? Like, for real. And so I legit had to sit and have a conversation with myself. Like, self, what is the problem? And then once I finally got to the root of the problem, it was stupid. It was stupid as hell. But it caused me to have a whole uh, shift in my attitude. So I had to be like, no. And I'm not not even going to lie to y'all. I was proud of myself. I really sat down and was like, hey. Siobhan, what's the problem? Like, really sit down and think about it. Why are you acting like this? Why are you feeling this way? And then when I got to it, I was like, oh, that was, oh, we shouldn't be mad about that. No, we should, no. So, (laughs) but it was cool, you know what I mean? Being able to talk myself down off that ledge, you know what I mean? So, like I said, don't, don't let a bad moment turn into a bad day. Um, This week's Such a Lady is Angelina Escada. I hope I got your name right, love. I really, really do. Um, Our Such a Lady this week is a two-time cancer survivor. Y'all, listen. Talk about... Man, come on, y'all. That is amazing. And yes, I do be stalking my family. Um, Well, I wouldn't say stalk. But I do want to know about my family. Um, Okay, this is going bad fast. Just know that I love y'all and I'll be looking at y'all's pages. That's it. That's all. Thank you for being this week's Such a Lady. And um, you are definitely in our thoughts and prayers. And you are definitely such a lady. Hey, two-time cancer survivor. Oh, goodness. Listen, you got a purpose, sis. It's a reason why you still here. And I know you know that. So um, I know you out here being great on purpose. So I ain't even got to tell you because I know that you is. Um, so let's get into this toxic story this week. It's kind of long and it's all over the place. But I wanted to tell y'all about it because when I was watching it on Dateline, I was like, now this is some crazy stuff for real. And it, it was like, like, how do you, how do you be all these people, you know, well, I guess you can be all, all these people, but it was just crazy. Cause I was just like, wow. Okay. So let's get to it. Sarah Jean was said to have worn a lot of hats. She was said to be smart, kind, beautiful, mean, controlling, abusive, like you name it. Sarah Jean was it. Um, growing up, Sarah Jean had three brothers and she was the baby of the three. Now, growing up, it was it was said, it was known that Sarah's dad was 
mean and controlling, but not to Sarah. Apparently, just to Sarah's older brothers. Um, Sarah's father liked to touch on Sarah. And by touch, I don't mean hugs and kisses. Sarah's brother would go on to say he even witnessed Sarah being molested by their dads. That's sad. Sarah's mother believes her. And I'm sure she was a witness to the physical and verbal abuse that her sons felt by the hands of their dad. So she was probably like, listen, bro, not not to my kids. That's what you're not finna do. So Sarah's mama kicks her dad out and vows for a divorce with hopes of moving on with her and her family. Like, listen, this was a chapter. It wasn't the end. Let's, you know, let's move on. Which she does. Um, Sarah's mom remarries and the boys seem to like their new stepdad. But Sarah, not so much. And only for a little while. She eventually said that her stepfather was molesting her as well. Now, I can only imagine Sarah's mom. You know what I mean? Because she's like, dang, I have one job, protect my kids. And then I let this happen again. Or did it? Because Sarah's brother, the same one who had her back when her father called her a liar, was like, listen, mm, (sighs) Sarah's lying. Like, I believed her the first time, but this time she's not being truthful. But Sarah wasn't backing down. She was like, listen, he did. He touched me in places he shouldn't have, and that's not okay. So to the courts they went. But Sarah's stepdad was acquitted. Now, I don't know about you, but even if I got acquitted, the pain that someone accused me of that, especially someone I took in as my own. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't... You weren't my seed. You know, you didn't come from me. But I took you in as my own, and then you turned around and said that about me. So, you know, that that probably had to hurt. Uh... But even after he was acquitted, Sarah was welcomed back home, but she was done. She said she didn't want any parts of her mama, her stepfather, her brother. She didn't want any part of that life. So at the age of 12, Sarah goes into foster care. Um, She said she didn't feel safe at home. And her mama was like, well, you know what? You don't want to be here. That's fine. So off Sarah went and eventually she got what she wanted um this could have really turned out bad because we hear horrible stories all the time about children in the system every day who get abused neglected hurt all that stuff but Sarah was adopted by a loving couple who would take Sarah in as their own and not only her parents not only would, you know, her adoptive parents take her in as her own, but their family took her in. So it was not like, okay, well, y'all just pick this kid up off the street while she here. I, it was like, no, this is our family now. So this is, you know, this is us. Sarah was loved. She was. She absolutely was. But Sarah still has some issues she needed to deal with because while staying at the new house, she got in trouble one time and her and her, you know, her new mom were going at it and she accuses her adoptive father of touching her. 
Y'all listen, Sarah's new mama was like, listen, y'all, you could play these reindeer games with somebody else, but I quit school because of recess. You're not going to play these games with me, okay? You're not going to do it. She said, I know this story, and I know you like to use this. I know this is your way of, you know, screaming woof, and we're not going to play it. So it, it didn't happen. He didn't touch you. So what where are we going with this? And so she says that Sarah gets mad. She runs upstairs in her room, slams the door, but she never ever says anything else about being molested again. Um, and so life goes on. You know what I mean? The adoptive mom shut that down. She said, nope, we're not doing that. And it's sad because I'm not sure if Sarah's real father actually molested her. And then once she told she saw the power that she had, you know, the attention that she got and liked it. So now when things weren't going her way, Sarah was like, oops, somebody touched me. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm curious. I wonder, you know what I mean? Um, Sarah's adoptive parents were in it for the long haul, though. Like they weren't like, OK, well, you know, she accusing us of doing things that ain't right. So we finna send her back. No, Sarah would go on to graduate from high school and to marry the love of her life Mm. (laughs) at the age of 18. Now, don't get me wrong. There are plenty of people who got married at 18 and stayed with a boo forever. You know what I mean? But I just feel like 18 is kind of young because you don't, it's so much you haven't got to experience. So then when you're growing, unless you have somebody who's willing to um, allow, embrace you growing, Sometimes you can fall apart, not or grow apart, not all, but sometimes. So, but Sarah gets married at the age of 18 to her high school sweetheart. The two had a beautiful, beautiful wedding. It was beautiful and they had plans for the future. Um, The goal was, you know, once they got married, he was going to go into the service and Sarah was going to be at home. She was going to take care of the home. And that was how they were going to start things out. They were going to have this family and things were going to be good. Mm. But that is until he actually joins the service. And while the cat's away, the mouse will play or whatever they say. (laughs) While her newlywed husband was fighting for his life, the nation's life, his wife's life, Sarah at home playing house. Only she not playing house with her husband. Sarah's husband would come home not to greet his wife, but rumors of her infidelity he said that was the first thing when he came home that was the first thing he heard people like hey listen bro your wife is out here in these streets and she doing the most and then to add insult to injury it wasn't like sarah could deny it because homegirl was pregnant right so not only was you cheating you she knew you got pregnant that, that's a lot but even then her husband wasn't like you know i'ma leave you maybe he was like well you know i was gone maybe she was lonely maybe i should have stayed a little bit longer before i left you know we can work through this um sarah ends up having a miscarriage and they try to get past it but i think that all of everything was just too much for the couple and then after a while, it was just like, you know what? We're going to end up getting a divorce. So the two got a divorce and Sarah was 
still young, attractive, and had her whole life ahead of her. So it wasn't nothing for her to move on, but not too far. Because Sarah ended up marrying a longtime friend of her first-time husband. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of people out here. I mean, it is. They say it's a small world. Um, They say, what is it, 12 degrees of separation? But I just think that you don't have to. I don't know. Was you trying to get back at him? I don't know. But anyway, so she ended up marrying a longtime friend of her first husband. But that marriage didn't last too long because while he was out fighting for the country, she was cheating on him. (laughs) You might have thought she had learned her lesson, but she didn't. And her second husband was like, no, I'm out. No, I'm not going to do this with you. Like, I... I bet he was kind of like, dang, why didn't I think she wouldn't do this to me? But listen, I'm not going to stay around and play with her. So he left. And now here Sarah was, single, lonely, and lost. So at the age of 22, she calls her adoptive mother and was like, listen, I'm going to join the service and drive these trucks. Because that's where the men is at, in the service. Like, because that's who she keep fooling with. So apparently... Listen, y'all don't want to come to me. I'll come to y'all. So she joins the service and she gets in in and she's driving the truck. And um, I could be wrong, but I felt like her adoptive parents um, went into this adoption knowing Sarah had issues. But in any relationship, you get tired of the BS, you know what I mean? So even if they adopted her knowing that she had these issues and, you know, that she had these problems, eventually you'd be like, enough is enough. Like, dang, don't you get tired? Don't you get tired of ruining people's lives? Don't you get tired of lying on people? Don't you get tired, you know, of just coming in and causing havoc and then just walking away, you know? But Sarah was like, no. It's fun to me. You know what I mean? So Sarah's mom wished her luck and hoped that she could deal with being told what to do. Because Sarah didn't like being told what to do. She didn't like following the rules. Sarah did what she wanted to do. Who was going to check me, boo? Nobody. Now, while in the Army, Sarah meets the father of her four children. So she, she was married these two times. She didn't have no kids. So then she gets married and she meets her baby's daddy his name is Chris Donahue and they end up having these four kids together and Sarah's with him and it seems like you know she's trying to put some roots down you know what I mean um lay down some roots she even took in her dad the dad that she said had sexually assaulted her saying someone has to help him because he was sick at the time so maybe sarah did want the family life it just took her a little while to get there you know what i mean because everybody ain't on the same timeline of life timeline of life i was just talking to a friend about that the other day and he was saying something to the effect of he didn't feel like where he was at was where he was supposed to be and I was you know I was talking to him I was like hey but you started later than a lot of us you know what I mean you were out here doing your thing and when you finally decided hey you know what enough is enough you were a lot older than some people might have been so you've accomplished a lot 
But yes, it seems like it's taken a while because you started later in life. But who's the judge of how, you know, how long it's supposed to take? Everything happens exactly the way it is. The life experiences that we go through help us to become the person that we're destined to be. So just because you didn't make it to that point as fast as somebody else did, doesn't mean that when you get there, you're not going to be as awesome as they are. Um, so Sarah maybe wanted this family. She It just took her a minute to get her stuff in order. Because let's be honest, she was still young. She was... T- 22 when she joined the the service and she already had two husbands underneath her belt so she was still young now sarah's father would not be in her house for long though because after being at sarah's house for three days apparently her dad passes away after sarah gave him some medicine Mm. yeah about that Sarah was never charged, but it sounds suspicious to me. I'm just saying, you take in the person who you said was molesting you, and you've been talking bad about this person your whole entire life to anybody who would listen, okay? Anybody who would listen. He was the person who caused you to start lying on everybody else, so you say. And then now, you all of a sudden, you want to take care of him because he needs help. But then he ended up dead real fast and in a hurry. Mm, I'm just saying. It sounds suspicious to me. After the passing of uh, Sarah's father, Sarah kind of turned into Susie Homemaker. She cooked, she cleaned, she washed everything. Okay, never mind. And then she went to work. Um, Sarah was actually a respected colleague in the service, but with having both parents in the service it was hard on you know Sarah's and Chris's kids you know what I mean both of your parents are away and they're gone and so you have to stay with family members but you you know that your parents are here you know that they're in danger because they're fighting and then you can't call them you can't see them when you want to so I I can only imagine it had to be hard on them so I'm sure they were ready for their mom to come back but when Sarah came home from one of her deployments her um her daughter noticed a change in her attitude like she said her mother like kind of snapped like she would put on this front for the public like she was this really really nice person but when she got home her children said their lives were miserable um sarah's kids said that the rule in their house was what happens in this house stays in this house but again sarah wasn't the same sarah when she got home she was mean violent vindictive sarah's kids said she definitely made her presence known They also said that she had this switch. She would like beat them like crazy and then afterwards act like everything was okay. You know what I mean? Like, hey, don't be nice just because you beat me. And then as a a child, you kind of have to just go with the flow because I'm saying, what you finna do, have an attitude with the person just went upside your head for the last 20 minutes? No. So they washed their mouth and they walked on eggshells. Although Sarah's children said they never reported her actions out of fear, 
there were calls and reports were made by others that Sarah was out of control and she was abusing her kids. But when Child Protective Services came on the scene, the kids always said nothing was wrong because they knew the consequences of their actions. She had these babies trained. They always said, listen, things were good. So then the abuse continued until Sarah and the father of her children started having issues. And at the same time, Sarah got word of her grandmother um, getting ready to pass away. So the grandmother, this is the grandmother from the family that she wanted no parts of, okay? But time changes things. So Sarah packs up her kids and she goes to take care of grandma. Kind of, maybe, kind of. it's kind of like the dad because as soon as Sarah got there, the grandma passed away. And Sarah apparently was upset because her grandmother left her nothing, not a zip. And she was pissed. She was like, come on, grandma, granny, why would you do me like that? But she hadn't been there. She hadn't been helping take care of her grandma. She had bounced. She hadn't even been a part of that family at all. But she felt entitled. Sarah's brother took care of the grandmother and she left him with everything. But he was tired. He was like, listen, Sarah, you can have whatever you want. Just take it and leave. If that means we ain't got to deal with you, come get whatever you want. You would think a reasonable person would be like, no, if it, you know, I feel bad that you called me out like that. But not Sarah. Sarah got a U-Haul and she came and she got anything that could fit in her car. Talking about these was memories. Talking about her grandma was the only person who treated her right. Girl, your grandma didn't even know you. She didn't even leave you in this wheel. I, make it make sense. How did Sarah sleep at night peacefully? Because she, listen, because she was a few steps short of the top of the place that you go. Listen, I'm just saying, she was. Now, that night after Sarah cleared the house out, got the stuff that she wanted out of her grandmother's house, the house that was left to her brother, that house caught on fire. And her brother said he knew that his sister was the one who set the house on fire, but there was no proof. And then again, he was sick of her. He said he called her. He said he called her to let her know, I didn't die. The plan that you meant failed. The house caught on fire, but I'm still standing. My wife's still standing. My nephew's still standing. That's all I wanted to let you know. It didn't work. And Sarah's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Again, Sarah's Sarah's kind of crazy. Like, she, she do what she want to do. And again, like I said, it's the entitlement for me, Sarah. It's the entitlement. Sarah didn't let her brother alone. And now she on her way to cause damage to someone else. Um, she, Sarah had left her baby's daddy. And then she moved on to her next victim. I mean, the love of her life. But Sarah was still married when she met her next boo. And he knew that she was married with four kids. But again, Sarah had this magnetic magnetic pull about her. The longer Sarah was with her new boo, the more toxic they got. The two would end up filing restraining orders against each other and end up fighting all the time. And then Sarah's like, listen, I'm pregnant. And he's like, no, it's just, it's too convenient for me. And so he's like, listen, I, all right, I got something for you. So he come over to, um, he invites her over to his house and he's like, listen, come on over here, let's talk. And then 
he asked her to take a pregnancy test to which Sarah's like, no, nah, I'm not taking that test. He's like, if you don't have an issue, take the test. And she's like, no, nah, I'm not taking the test. Let's just drop it. But I'm, I'm going to go in your bathroom. And so he goes, uh, Sarah goes in the bathroom and she's in there for a long, long time. She leaves and his house catches on fire. Mm. So he says that he can't prove it, but he bet the church's money that it was Sarah that set that house on fire. Now, listen here, little Miss Arson. I'm going to need for you to simmer down, okay? <laughs> what is going on? I'm just like, why would you keep doing that? So she's not pregnant. Old dude catches, like, he feels like, listen, I dodged a bullet. Like, for real. Because she's not pregnant. The house is on fire, but I didn't die. So I'm, I'm gone. And he leaves. So then... Sarah moves on, okay? An Air Force veteran who was loved by everyone. But when he met Sarah, he was a married father of two kids, okay? He was, he was. Let's not forget Sarah was married as well. So they both were having affairs, okay? Sarah's husband was stationed to leave. And when he did, Sarah's sneak link would come over while her kids were there. Once Sarah's husband found out, he was done. He was like, listen, no, I, I can't do this no more. Like, you didn't have these. You didn't laugh. You've been cheating with everybody and their mama. Chris was like, "I'm no, I'm done. Enough is enough. We can't try to make this work. I don't want us to be separated. I just want a divorce, okay? So he left, and they got a divorce. But Sarah had a backup plan. And, of course, her backup plan was a new boo. Sarah had met the family of her new boo. She had left her husband. She had moved on. But Sarah's moving on would be deadly for her new boo. Because although Sarah was still, you know, move, she had moved on, Sarah didn't like for people to leave her. It was okay for her to move and do what she wanted to do but you needed to sit at home and wait for sarah to get home you it was not okay for you to leave sarah even if she left you because all of the men that sarah dated once even after she left the women that they ended up with said sarah always came after them there was one particular incident when sarah's baby's daddy chris had moved on and he had a new fiance and he was happy and he was just like, I'm happy that I don't got to fool with Sarah no more. Well, then come to find out, he didn't tell one of his, um, one of his daughters tells his older daughter that, hey, listen, mama's trying to kill daddy's uh, new girlfriend. And she's like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah, she is. She's trying to kill her. She's trying to have, you know, her new boyfriend kill her. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, Sarah, you got a lot going on. So you got an ex-husband, a boyfriend, and then you dating somebody else. It's just too much. And then you trying to have the woman of the man that you've been cheating on killed. Why? Because she not cheating on him? Oh, y'all, Sarah had a lot going on. So right now we at the point where, where we at? Sarah and her baby's daddy's not together no more. And she was with this guy named David George, the one who was married and he ended up leaving his, 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 his girlfriend, wife. And 
her, she ended up passing away. But guess what? Her house caught on fire too. Now, David, George, and Sarah said that they was away when this fire happened. So they had nothing to do with it. But again, there was no proof. So Sarah didn't get charged with nothing. Well, eventually David George didn't want nothing to do with her. She was done with him. Whatever the case may be, they ended up leaving each other alone. And so then Sarah moves and she's like, okay, I'm done. I'm I'm done. I'm done with with dealing with these men. That's what she said, but she wasn't. Sarah ends up meeting her fifth and final husband. She meets him and she's like, listen, I found the love of my life. Um, you know, I life is good. You know what I mean? And she, she, when she meets Joe, she decides that they probably date for less than a month before they get married. Okay. They meet on a dating site. They get married in less than a month of knowing each other. But soon after their fly by night wedding, Sarah was already sick of her husband, Joe. She was like, listen, he ain't cleaning up. He expected me to pay for him. I'm not, no, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not going to be taking care of no grown man. And she was telling anybody who would listen. Well, Joe was a diabetic. And at first, Sarah was trying to help him take care of him, you know, get him the help that he needed. But eventually, that help turned into, listen, he pissing me off. Like, for real. Like, I'm sick of him. Like, he's making my house a mess. My finances are not in order. And she could have left him. She she could have chosen to leave him. And she said she was going to leave him. But before Sarah could leave him, she ends up having to rush him to the hospital because he's, it looks like he's having an insulin overdose. Well, he gets to the hospital and the doctors are trying to treat him and the family's there and they're praying and they're consoling and they're hoping he's going to get better. But the hospital staff is like, something's not right because everything that we're giving him is supposed to help his body is not helping his body. It's not, it's as if it's too much insulin in his system for anything to even try to help. Like, it's just, it's not making sense. And so, although they don't say anything to um, Sarah Jean, they do say something to the police. And so they start to look into it. And they're like, okay, well, Sarah's kind of, her history's kind of crazy. Well, we got this lady who was married five times and then one of her ex-boyfriends, she shot and killed. His name was David. But guess what? David, it wasn't it wasn't the David George. This was another David. She shot and killed him and never got charged saying that it was self-defense. So she didn't move on. Sarah's just out here doing all this stuff. But the police finally are like, okay, putting the puzzle pieces together. Because you can do a lot of stuff in a lot of places. But then once people start looking at stuff and start adding the pieces together, and it starts to paint a story. And the story wasn't looking too good for Sarah. So they arrest her. And her bond is $5 million. And listen, 
Ain't nobody coming to save Sarah because Sarah didn't burned all her bridges. I tell what I tell y'all. My daddy used to say, "Don't burn bridges you might have to cross again." Sarah had burned all her bridges. wasn't wasn't nothing left. So she gets arrested and she gets charged. And not only did she get not only is she charged with Joe's murder, and she's gonna spend the rest of her life in prison for that. They reopened up the case on David, the one who she killed in self-defense. And then they also opened up the case on David George's wife, you know, the one who passed away and her house caught on fire. So now Sarah's looking at all of this stuff coming back to bite her in the butt. And while she's in jail, guess what she doing? Still talking noise still talking noise sending text messages i don't how, how you sending text messages from jail is beyond me i i'm saying i know that they do it but you sending text messages to dateline and you in jail like do you do they like do they got a phone do you get phones in jail now i don't know lord sarah was crazy she was and i think that she was selfish she didn't think about her kids she didn't think about these people's lives these and not only that, what if you set somebody's house on fire and it set the next house on fire? And then somebody died that don't got nothing to do with what you got going on because all you doing is thinking about yourself. Huh? What about that? What you think about that, Sarah? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, y'all. But I, I was watching this. I was like, listen, y'all, I don't know how I'm going to tell them the story because it's a lot going on. And it was a lot that I left out. But if I told y'all the whole story we would be here all day and I got to get ready for work I got to get ready for my day and y'all y'all don't want to hear me all day yep just enough just enough that's all y'all need not too much not too little just enough but thank you for tuning in and y'all know where we heading if you in a toxic situation toxic relationship and you've been looking for a sign to get out this is it you don't have to look no more you don't have to ask no more um, if you are the toxic person in a situation and you know that and you've been looking for a sign, this is it. Like, you don't have to stay somewhere where the best version of you is not is not being fed into. It's not being birthed. It's not being, you know, acknowledged. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't have to stay there. And you don't have to be that person who takes and takes and takes and takes a lot of people want to be in relationships and they know they're not ready for a relationship not mentally not physically not period so they get in these relationships and then they hurt other people with these broken pieces and then they get mad when they're caught out on it but sometimes you have to love other people enough to say, I'm not in a space to love you right now. And if it's meant for us to be, we'll be. That's you saying, listen, I choose me. And I want you to choose you because you can't be the best version of you if you're always putting everybody else in front, putting everybody else's needs, wants, feelings in front of your own. I'm not saying be selfish, but I'm saying that you can't pour from an empty cup. So if you need help, definitely such a lady's here to help. You can always reach out to us. You don't want to see your business. That's fine. You can always reach out to the National Domestic Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. 
and they'll they'll definitely help you and also help you keep it anonymous i just want you to be great on purpose and you can't do that if you're struggling um with someone who wants to 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 take you out so i love y'all thanks for tuning in to this week's episode I will meet you guys at our favorite places, Such A Lady 30 on Instagram and Such A Lady on Facebook. And also, I got something. It's some shirts over there. And if you're a dope wife, comment on it. And the first person to comment on it gets the shirt. Because listen, I am always down to support. I promise I am. I love, I love, love, love supporting us. But I'm not going to lie. I'm not a wife yet. And there are some pretty dope wives out there. And I don't want to pretend to be something that I'm not because I know my time is coming. So I would love to uh, bless somebody with a dope wife shirt. Um, So meet us over there. And also, have y'all purchased a Such a Lady Kindle yet? Sal's. Don't get quiet on me. What it smell like? Right, because y'all ain't purchased one. What, What is the problem? We've been talking about this all this time. And then we pushed it back so it was delayed so y'all had time. Yeah, we going to talk about it over there? Okay, let's let's go over there and talk about it. Y'all be great on purpose. I love y'all. Meet y'all back here same time, same toxic place. I love y'all. Bye. <laughs>